Hello, Eclectors, and welcome to the Eclectic Collection. Today we have episode 79, Real Solutions. Yes, I said that correctly. I made up a word. Go with it. So it's been like, you know, a good month now since the turn of the year, and everybody has those crazy feelings that they're like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and they're so full of hope. And now you've had a month for life to beat you down and think, what was I thinking? So I kind of just wanted to key in on that because I find resolutions kind of disgusting. Every year, people almost feel, whether it's cliche or obligations, to do certain things. And it's always uh, it's always different for everybody. But it's, you know, somebody always talks about losing weight and somebody always talks about cleaning up something and somebody always talks about getting a better job and, you know, decluttering your life and taking all the people that are horrible out of your life. And then, you know, life gets a hold of you and beat you down and then those things happen or they happen half-baked or they happen for a little while and then usually within a month everybody runs out of steam and it doesn't happen. So I say don't beat yourself up. Consider real solutions. Don't even think about them in January. Stop thinking about them in January. Why do you think about them in January? Just because it's a new year doesn't mean that new stuff has to happen in that new year. Why can't you just, you know, chill out, keep going, keep on keeping on until you're in a better place. I'd like to bring up a phrase that my sister and I use very consistently called going on vacation. And it's not what you think. Let me explain. So when people go on vacation for real, it's usually a happy thing and they're excited. However, there's tons of stuff that has to happen prior to going on a vacation, whether it's taking off time, getting work taken care of, Childcare, maybe depending on if you're, you know, going away with or without your kids, you know, figuring out packing, of course, uh, could be transportation, gas, airline, train, plane, automobile, boat, whatever, possibly passports, maybe vaccinations, maybe um, a situation with a visa, depends on if you're going overseas or whatever. So there's all this stuff that comes along with travel that's very specific to travel. And that's fine. And that's expected. However, The extra little piece that seems to tag on like a shark sucker that nobody worries about and thinks about is when you're going to go on vacation, even though you made the decision to do so, there never seems to be enough time right up until the end to get all that stuff done that you need to get done because there's things that you wanted to get done that really are not critical to the going away process, but you feel guilty about having not done them for X time, so you tag them on as an unrealistic piece of baggage, and you think you're going to accomplish them suddenly just because you're going away. So we joke about going on vacation, and she's always like, no, stop, organize, make a list, check it off. Once it's done, it's done. Get through the critical, get through what has to happen. And it's true. You may not have power washed your deck for six months, and you've been meaning to do it. But all of a sudden, you're going on vacation, and you think, oh, I've got to power wash the deck before I go on vacation. Okay, no, that is not critical to going on vacation. But people feel like it has to happen now because I'm not going to be away. Why? Because suddenly your neighbors decided after six months of thinking you're cruddy that you're more cruddy? Like, ew, no, forgot. I just did not even bother. Or you meant to organize something or clean a room or make a phone call or hang out with a friend or go visit someone you haven't in a while. And now you feel this time crunch because you have two weeks or 10 days left until you're going on vacation and you feel like you have to squeeze that meeting in 
or that phone call or that visit before you go? Uh, no, catch them when you get back, when you have time and you're not losing your mind. So much like the going on vacation, as we call it, that's kind of what New Year's has become. It's like you get this idea in your head that it's January. It's a new year. So new year, new you. Ugh. No phrase more makes me want to vomit. I mean, honestly, ew. Just enjoy that it turned into a new year. And that's that. Because honestly, January is pretty miserable as far as I'm concerned. I say that coming from the most deep parts of teaching, but it's worse because, you know, it's winter, it's dark, it gets dark early. Everybody's kind of all the fun stuff's over. I mean, what are you looking forward to? Groundhog Day? There's nothing really happening. And the only thing to really set your sights on, what, linen sales? No, there's nothing fun that happens in January. What, are you going to buy a new mattress? Okay, maybe, but there's no like, yay happening in January or really February or really March. I mean, if you want to think about the potentiality of spring, that's fine. But you got three cold months in the Northeast, at least where we are, to ponder it. And even if you're living in sunny Florida or Southern California, the reality is it's still January. So to get on some trek or start some new kick or have some new thing, I feel like you're almost doomed to failure from the beginning because you're starting when everybody else is and you're following the herd and moo. Don't do that. Take your time. Stand apart from yourself. When you plan to do something and you do it, that's a commitment. And that might be in the middle of April that you just decided, whatever, you're going to stop smoking or, you know, you're going to eat out less and bag your lunch and save money or, you know, get to the gym more often or, you know, actually check the mileage on your car and uh, service it more than you should. You know, whatever thing is that you've been neglecting that you need to do, you know, teaching, um, especially languages, there's the subjunctive and people are like, oh, I remember that word from back in the day. Subjunctives are wants, wishes, and desires. And if I held a gun to anybody's head, not that I recommend that, but if you do that and you're like really said, hey, give me an example of this. Most people are like, huh? You know, because it's not something that you grammatically come up with fast. But again, in teaching world, you know, so when you're used to um, a want, wish, or desire, you know, I wish I had a million dollars. You know, I want that, you know, I want that thing for you, like whatever it is you would like something. It's a want, wish, or desire. Well, wants, wishes, and desires are just that. They're dreams. And dreams are dreams that float around in your head. And they're not goals until they hit paper. So if you truly want something to be crossed off a list, I'm a big freak with lists. My lists have lists. And I have no greater happiness than when I can cross off and check that last thing, put a line through it, and a check on the left in my blue G2 Pilot pens with a fine point because I love them and wow, could I endorse those and rip that piece of paper out of my multitudes of tablets, crumple it up and throw it right in my wood stove and watch it burn or into the trash, depending on where I am. Nothing is more satisfying to me. Nothing has more gratification than that. And when you can do that and it's something that you planned and you executed it's, it's quite the thrill. It's quite the rush. It's like, you know, a little baby winning the lottery or, um, you know, the, the feeling of winning a jackpot. So if you make a list and you take your time with that list and you put resolutions that are real solutions, as I like to call them, real things that you can accomplish in reality, in this world, in a timeline that's realistic. And don't just go on vacation, lose your mind and think, I'm going to do all this stuff in the next six days. You're not. You're setting yourself up for failure. I say set yourself up for success. Forget January. Do it whenever that mood hits you. And if that mood doesn't hit you, then plan to sit down and do it at another time. Maybe it's January 
31st. Maybe it's March. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's a day that you had a slow day at work or maybe you just had some thoughts in your head and you're like, you know what? I want to make you goals today. But keep a, a running list. You know, sit and write it. Make it realistic. Make it something that you can attain. And it doesn't have to be everything all at once either. It could be different categories or compartments of your life. You know, it could be social, could be psychological, could be financial, could be, uh, you know, physical, whatever it is that you want to do and keep a little list or keep a little journal or keep a little log or whatever you want to call it. You get a dollar uh, copy book at the dollar store, which is probably $1.25 now. Got a lot of inflation, but <laughs> keep that and go through it and look at it and, you know, date stuff and give yourself a realistic goal and time to accomplish it. If it's a, a situation where you can like make the call, see the person, clean up the thing or whatever, go do it. Don't let it hang. Go cross off the thing because you will feel better crossing off whatever it is that you've done. And even if it's not the whole enchilada and it's a good chunk of it, it's still a win and celebrate the little win because, okay, maybe you didn't get to the 50 pounds, but you lost 25. Maybe you didn't quit smoking completely, but you're down to two a day instead of a pack a day. Maybe you're not, you know, uh, bagging your lunch six or five days a week, but you're doing it three days a week. You know, you're making progress. So acknowledge the progress because the worst thing is to cut everything off at the knees, be miserable about it, feel deprived, feel upset, feel like you're a failure. And then you just cash in on that and stuff goes awry and wrong. And that is why resolutions generally go right out the window by a month later. So that's why I thought I would check in with you and say, did you make real solutions? And if you didn't, scrap everything that you said and rework it. Don't go on vacation. I mean, yes, go on vacation. <laughs> go on vacation for real, not mentally and um, not, you know, exacerbate a situation that's already bad. Take your time. I think people rush things and that's what makes a lot of icky. And when you're rushing, you forget stuff. And when you forget stuff, you make mistakes and then you're angry at yourself. And it's just awful downward spiral that just goes and goes. So take your time, do what you got to do, but set yourself up for success, make it realistic and make it something that is attainable. That's going to create a positive forward flow for you to want to go ahead and work on it some more, chisel away at it and, you know, set yourself time for it. If you're like me and you're a marathoner, set up a day that you're doing only the tasks that you need to finish or that you have hanging over your head that you want to complete. If you like to do little bits at a time, that's actually probably a better way to go. Um, and then just even if you do one thing a day, even if it's the most mundane task, or making a phone call or checking in with somebody, mailing a letter, whatever, do it. Do that one thing, celebrate the one thing, cross it off and move on so that you set yourself up for success and then you have more success in perpetuity so that you are perpetuating the want to be able to do it because that's really what it is. Half the time it's motivation that that we crave and lack and uh, that's really the thing that you have to do is kind of make it. And that's a tough thing. It is a tough thing to make motivation. I mean, it could be a work thing, a creative thing, whatever. But life gets in the way. And it's always going to get in the way. So just accept that and move on and try and make space for it. Because if you really sat and thought about all the time that you're wasting time and, you know, watching TV or maybe not being productive or playing a game or goofing around, and it's not something that's moving you closer or farther from a goal, uh, they call that the ultimate scorecard, is what you're doing producing a goal or getting you closer to something you want to do, or is it moving you farther away? But also, keeping in mind, there's a life balance here, B.S. Elliott said time worth wasting is not wasted time. So if you're doing something that you enjoy, even if it's not necessarily something other people would think is 
worth your time or good to do, you know, have a balance there, everything in moderation. And you'll find that you'll enjoy life a little bit more and that you'll want to do the things that you kind of have to get done. And that way you're not going on vacation unless you could go on the real one. If you liked what you heard today, then check us out at the collectedcollectionpodcast.com or on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.